Now then guys, final round turbo, and for the purposes of this episode, I'm systems engineer Isaac Clark on the UNSC Ishimura. So this weekend, I have been buying more games. Um, I picked up the Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection um, on Steam, something I've been meaning to get for a while now. Pretty much because of Street Fighter 3. There's not a lot of good ways to obtain Street Fighter 3 in the PAL region. So Street Fighter 3 did, I believe, come out on the Dreamcast in PAL territories, but not on the PS2. And, yeah, I think in so in Japan and the US, there was a Street Fighter 15-year um, anniversary, anniversary, ironically enough, um, that had Hyper Street Fighter 2, which was like the final arcade version of Street Fighter 2. It's like... It runs on the original arcade hardware because they, they made this crazy late version of Street Fighter 2 um, as like an anniversary thing. So it's actually kind of the last the last original hardware version of Street Fighter 2, which is interesting. And it's on this anniversary disc, and they also slapped on Street Fighter 3. So that's great, and that came out on um, the PS2, on Xbox. But for some reason, the PAL version of the PS2 2 version um, didn't include Street Fighter 3. We just got Street Fighter 2 on this on this kind of 15 year anniversary disc. So that's kind of sad. And um, the the Japanese even got got a, got an even better version. They got Street Fighter 3, Hyper Street Fighter 2, and there was like a value pack that included Darkstalkers. So um, once again, PAL was shafted. Um, so I, I wanted a physical copy of. Street Fighter 3 and I ended up buying the street the Steam version. So yeah. It's a little bit of a disappointing collection, I think, the 30th anniversary. Um it it's it's alright. It's got a lot of stuff in it. Um it's got like um it's got Alpha 1, 2, and 3. It's got none of the versions you want of anything. It's got it's not got like it's not got Alpha 2 Gold, it's not got Alpha 3 Hyper Max that came out on the, um, sorry, Alpha 3 Max that came out on the PSP with like extra characters in it. It's not got, I believe there's a, there's an extra version of Alpha 1 that was on the Alpha collection on the PS2. It's not got, um, yeah, it's not got Hyper Street Fighter 2, the, the final arcade version of it. It's not got any of the HD versions of Street Fighter 2. Um, and aside from that, like the menus are all a bit janky. It feels like one of these sort of cheap um, emulator dumps made by <clears throat> .mu or something. And the um, the direct input controls don't work very well. Like um, you can assign the buttons all right and play the game, but in the menus, everything's like screwed up. Like I'm using the Hori Real Arcade Pro Four for the PS4, and um, yeah, like nothing, nothing really works well. It doesn't, it doesn't feel good in the menus. You kind of have to press like square to say okay and triangle to go back. And then when you assign the controls, like it's very various blanks just come up in place of buttons, but they still work somehow. There's just lots of jank. It's just for the money, it's it's not great. I managed to get a deal on it. Um, but I wouldn't recommend paying full price for this thing. It's great to have all the versions of Street Fighter 3. I've been enjoying um, Second Strike. Not Second Strike, Second Impact. Um, getting into that. And I've come around a little bit on the whole thing, but yeah, not amazing. Uh, I also picked up a few cheap um, pre-owned games. Uh, I cruised the kind of second-hand stores. 
and picked up um, a load of PS2 stuff for like 50p each. So I ended up getting um, Burnout, which I originally had on the GameCube and somehow got rid of my copy. And yeah, I was really pleasantly surprised coming back to Burnout. The one thing I really liked about it is um, that I, I kind of lost an appreciation for is that the, the soundtrack, it's got its own soundtrack and it's all done in kind of a dodgy... Um, I don't want to say MIDI. It's kind of done in a dodgy electronic instrument set. And yeah, it's just really cool hearing a game with its own soundtrack with 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 dodgy electronic instruments. Like a racing game nowadays would just have a selection of bands that you could cycle through while you're driving as if it was a radio. <clears throat> so to be playing this game and like just driving really fast through these these city centers um and having this this crazy custom soundtrack, I don't know. It was refreshing. I really liked it, and and it still plays really really well. Like I really enjoyed it. I never at the time I never was blown away by it, but um, coming back to it, there's not a lot of games like it really. I don't know what it is about it. It's not got the fully arcadey kind of drifting mechanics of like um, a Ridge Racer or Outrun, um, but it's got the crazy the crashes, which don't look impressive nowadays, but um, do kind of a cinematic zoom back and um, and you can do cool things like it's very easy to set up crashes where you can just nail all of your opponents and and then drive away at the end. And yeah, it's a very very fun game. It's quite difficult actually. Um, yeah, I was struggling more than I thought I would, and the championships take a hell of a long time. They're all like three lap races, and the races, the laps sort of take two minutes each. So, um, yeah, it's, it's it's a slow game to burn through, but um, super good. It cost me fifty p, so yeah, an amazing pickup. Um, I picked up a second copy of Eighteen Wheeler. So. Sorry, a third copy of 80 Wheeler, because I have it on the GameCube as well. So I picked up a second PS2 copy, because, you know, my, my other copies might just set on fire one day, so it's always good to have lots of redundant copies of 18 Wheeler. Um, my other copy's fairly scratched up, so I kind of wanted a bit of a nicer version. Um, what else did we get? We've got a crazy light gun shooter called Guncom 2, which is just like this bizarre, um, heavily reverbed soundtrack. Um, you're sort of going through these this strange European-looking village at night, and there's like um, there's like robotic monsters coming out of doorways, and just like the odd skeleton, the odd like Jason and the Argonaut-style old movie skeleton just popping out of nowhere. It's super, super crazy. Really badly um, dubbed and translated, but um, yeah, really, really cool. The soundtrack's pretty, pretty nuts, and um, visuals are, are really cool. So one of these really dodgy sort of budget Japanese ports. Um, I don't think it was Midas did this. It was, um, it's Play It, and stuff by Play It tends to be fairly garbage, but this is, it plays all right, this thing, so, um, yeah, a bit of an interesting pickup. Uh, picked up Valkyria Chronicles on the PS3. Um, been meaning to give that a go, and it was like a couple of quid. So um, it's a nice condition copy. So yeah, looking forward to to testing that out. Looks really cool. The box art's really really nice on it. Um, what else did we pick up there? Um, just a few more PS2 bits, really. I picked up um, um, Battalion Wars 2 on the Wii. So yeah, I'm a big fan of the Advance Wars series. Battalion Wars is like um, so Advance Wars is like a turn-based strategy game. There's there's a few of them like that now. There's like 
uh, Fire Emblem. It was a bit like the old Final Fantasy Tactics games. Take it in turns, have a few characters move around this map, but it's kind of a Command and Conquer-esque take on it, so you're building units at the same time and capturing bases. Um, and then they they went on to make like a third-person shooter series that came out on the GameCube and the Wii that was, I don't think, amazingly well-received, but... Um, yeah, I'll give that a go and go back to you. That seems pretty interesting. So other than that, I picked up a Zoo Cube, which was like, from what I remember, it was a early GameCube release, possibly even a launch title. And it's like a really strange 3D puzzle game where these animal-themed blocks kind of fly in the screen <clears throat> towards the center from three different directions. And you kind of rotate this central cube to kind of match the different blocks. It's... Very strange, it's got a really crazy 90s dancey soundtrack. Um, and the PS2 version, which I didn't realise existed, has this bizarre like Animal Biscuit style cover. Like it, the art looks straight off those like 90s Animal Biscuits, um, which doesn't match the art on the back or the game at all. So yeah, I kind of I kind of like that with games where they, especially budget games, they, where they've sort of swapped the, the cover art for something completely irrelevant. Um, there's a really famous example, there's a really good shooter series called Gunbird, and they released it on PS1 and PS2 under the name, um, possibly only PS1, under the name uh, Mobile Light Force, I believe, and it has like a picture of basically Charlie's Angels on the front, it's got these like um, three female characters like running towards the screen with guns, and it has literally nothing to do with the game at all, like it's an anime shooter, like top-down shooter. Um, so yeah, yeah, there's kind of a strange history of games doing that. I don't know why they do it. I think, I don't know whether there was a time where they thought we can't put anime on the front of this game, it just won't sell. We need to make it look like Charlie's Angels. <laughs> it's really, really strange. Um, but I also picked up um, Star Wars Pod Race. Now, what's it called? Star Wars Racer, I believe. Star Wars Racer Revenge. Uh, let me just find it. Yeah, Star Wars Racer Revenge. So it's not even Star Wars Pod Racer. Um, but it is Star Wars Pod Racer, so I really liked the um, the N64 release of Star Wars Pod Racer. It had kind of a lot of surrounding stuff going on. You, they had like you could go to the um, like the bar in Tatooine and like buy upgrades for your ship and stuff like that. Um, it was quite a complete game, and it looked really good on the N64. And it had um, a mechanic where you could tilt the ship and like. Do this icon. There was a really iconic scene in the um, the Star Wars, the Episode One Star Wars movie, where they went sideways through this little gap in the rocks in the Star Wars pod races, and you could do that in the game, and it felt really um, cinematic and, <laughs> and it, for a racing game. It was really really cool. Um, but this seems to be, from what I believe, I think it's based on the arcade version of Star Wars Racer. So there's a bizarre arcade pod racer version of this game and this feels a lot like it's based on that because it's very cut down it's like here's arcade mode go through this championship there's some very loose upgrade stuff you can do but it's basically just tweaking this bar you can just like add a bit of top speed or whatever um feels very rudimentary um it, it plays all right frame rate's not great but i don't imagine the n64 frame rate is amazing either i mean it was a fairly compl complex looking game, and I bet if I went back now and played it, it probably wouldn't be quite how I remembered it. But it's totally playable, this, but it feels kind of like a um, knockoff wipeout, really. But um, 
yeah, still pretty cool. And other than that, I've been making various modifications to the game room and um, sorting a few bits out there. My wife got me a really cool acrylic, um, custom, like a, acrylic Sega sign that she designed and had laser printed, and that's got LEDs around it. So I've got this glowing um, blue Sega sign on the wall, which looks totally awesome. Um, but yeah, check out the Instagram if you want to see some pictures of that. It didn't come out very well in the picture, to be fair. Um, but yeah, pretty pretty cool. Um, yeah, and other than that, I've been playing a bit of um, Soul Calibur 2 again. So, yeah, this game is amazing. I've, I've been coming back to a few um, PS2 games that have been in my, sat in my backlog, and Soul Calibur 2 just keeps cropping back up. It's just jammed full of content. For a, kind of an early Soul Calibur game, it's really impressive, because um, I don't believe the previous... Oh, did Soul Blade have any of this stuff? I mean, it's got all the it's got all the Weapon Master modes that you get in the latest Soul Calibur and Soul Calibur Three. So it's basically like a single player mode where you're presented with this huge map and you can go from place to place doing small missions. And they're just like challenge matches against like one or maybe a few opponents um, with weird conditions like don't get hit or you'll get stunned or <clears throat> or kill the enemy by knocking him off the level, that kind of thing. And um, throughout this, you, you earn money and you can buy new weapons for your character. And it's just like, it makes me realise how far we've not come in fighting games. Like, when I look at this game the, and the quality of the fighting and the amount of content in it and compare this to, like, Street Fighter V or even the latest Soul Calibur. Like, it's, the latest Soul Calibur is fantastic, but really it's taken a while for the series to come back to that level of quality. And I go back to this old PS2 game you can get for literally a pound. I think I bought this copy for a pound. And, and it's just jammed full of really, really good content. I would rather play this fighting game than most fighting games that are out nowadays. And that is really tragic. Um, so it kind of puts... Yeah, it puts the fighting games to shame at the moment. Um, but yeah, PS2, as always, just jammed full of good fighting games. I'll probably go on to Soul Calibur 3 after I've unlocked all the um, the additional characters for this one, but I think it's going to take me a little while. But I'll probably leave that on there um, today, guys. I'm going to go back to trying to complete um, Dragon Quest Heroes and um, finally get my PS4 out of the living room once I've completed a few more games on it. But I'll, um, I'll catch up with you soon. Thanks a lot.